0: Welcome to the Enterprise Mobility Roundup Podcast, brought to you by BlueFletch. We discuss mobility topics related to Android and enterprise workforce devices and how they intersect with business and technology. This is Episode 223. We're joined by BlueFletch's two partners, Richard Makerson and Brett Cooper, as they discuss the use of analytics in mobility and how operations and IT teams can improve their business with data from workforce devices. Welcome, Richard and Brett. Uh, Richard, thank you for sitting down and joining me today. So, this is another episode of the Blue Fletch podcast, and we want to cover today uh, analytics and data around mobile devices. So, it's a, it's a topic I know uh, you and I have been, been doing for 20 ish years since the early 2000s, and I feel like now it's uh, now it's actually cool to do it. So, I wanted to talk through a couple of questions with you that, that we we get a lot from customers. and um, share some of our experiences and just lessons learned around analytics and mobile devices. And, um, and for this, uh, for this conversation, we're going to particularly focus around enterprise devices. So it's going to be the, the shared workforce devices, the rugged devices that people have uh, in stores, and warehouses, and supply chain. It's not going to be that the personal carry devices. So that's the super duper high level. Um, and I guess, you know, for you, Maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, your your thoughts on data. So That's a, a pretty generic question, but you know, when you think about data coming off mobile devices, what what comes to mind? What are the, the key lessons learned that you've you've gotten in the last twenty years of of doing mobile
1: dev and helping deploy mobile devices in enterprises? Yep. So to your point, us collecting data on devices that are company owned, used by employees, particularly shared, is much different than you know, collecting data on a website that's on the public internet or a personal device, uh, being an employer and having an employee-employer relationship, uh, is, is is much much different. So we can collect a lot of data, get very granular about what's going on out in the field. And so, you know, data for us has always been important because you and I have been responsible for you know deployment of tens of thousands of mobile devices. Uh, you know, being deployed out in the field, whether that's across the U.S., um, on the other side of the world in Australia, or just globally, and so you, you want to be able to solve problems quickly. You know, the last thing you want to do is impact um, a multi-billion-dollar you know business because you can't figure out a problem.
0: Yeah, uh, so, t- ten hour ten hour plane ride to Europe is uh, it's fun when you're going on vacation, but it's not when you got to go solve a
1: a problem on mobile device. Exactly. Or um, for some of our airline customers, when you think about how much money they spend per minute and if you introduce a problem and you can't solve it, minutes turn into hours, it turn into days, you know, that really impacts the bottom line of the business. So, you know, data, you know, most importantly is for us has been about how do you solve problems quickly um, and getting in front of the problems.
0: Yeah. I think the, what, what do we talk about? We talked about this for the uh, the, the
1: great finger pointing game. It's, yeah, no. Uh, well, people want to point fingers. It's like the, uh, the Spider Man meme, where like everybody's pointing at one another. Like we're all we're all Spider Man. But if you have data that puts people's egos to the side, and so it makes it much easier to manage the problem when you know, you're not lumping in, you know, somebody from infrastructure or network team or software team and operations team, everybody says everything is okay. And, you know, everybody's pointing at one another when you know what the actual problem is, and you can point to the data, people can actually get to solving the problem, especially in these big companies. That's very important. Um, I know us coming in as, you know, outsiders, you know, you and I have had to be very strategic about, you know, making sure that, you know, we're trying to solve a problem. We're not trying to get you fired. Just let, you know, just let us help you. Yeah, get, get to the recalls, uh, cause
0: analysis. Yeah, my favorite was the, uh, we had a, I had a client that told me to get on a plane and go, go to New York right away. They had a, a big software issue and the software wasn't working. Get up there and uh, the, the, the devices, were, the cradles were all unplugged. So the devices had all, batteries had all died and plugged it back in, started working again. It was uh, not not necessarily the fix we were hoping for, but we we at that point in time, that was really 2000s, they just didn't have the data they needed to be able to manage those devices and, and figure out and get to the, the root cause effectively or quickly in the, that situation. Um, so I guess another thing that, that you know, has really been, I guess this buzzword, and I sort of stopped being a buzzword, but the, the word big data um, was something that really, I felt like in the mid-aughts, it was uh, – uh, or late August, starting, <laughs> it's it's still a thing. Well, like when you think about big data, what what is that, and what is what does that mean, and how do, how do you
1: think about that from the standpoint of mobile devices? So big data just talks about um, data of a broad variety in general that's coming um, in ever increasing volumes and picking up velocity. So when I think about devices. Um, You know, the broadness is, you know, what can I collect about from that device about what's going on with that device and around it? Uh, So that can be just information about the device, it can be information about its environment, the network, the applications. If I own the applications, I can start to get information about specific features and what's going on. So that's the variety. And as you know, you collect data with more, across more devices or across more and or across more applications, that's where that size comes in and that velocity because it's going to continue to come in. So that's where the big data piece of it is, but you know, it really boils down to just analytics, right? The process of actually discovering, interpreting and communicating significant data patterns. And so if I have a problem, What's the pattern that I see that's leading me to this problem so I can work backwards to fix it?
0: Yeah, I guess, do you see it changing much in the next five to 10 years? So as we start layering AI on top of it, is that is that actually going to make it better or is it just going to make it noisier?
1: Both. It. it re, you reap what you sow, right? So um, if you don't work at the data, if you don't work at making the data that you collect uh, more refined and better, it, it, it's only going to be, you know, as good as what you put in. So, you know, garbage in, garbage out. But if you actually put data um, that's really good data in, you can start to, um, you know, find those patterns. And so if data isn't structured really well, it's really hard to find a pattern. Um, but what, what I will say is that, um, you know, over the last few years, you know, storage has gotten cheaper. Processing power is getting better and it's getting cheaper. And a lot of the cloud providers are bringing uh, value-added tools that allow you to analyze the data a bit better. And so when you have, you know, these big companies who have seen some problems and have solved them before, and you can take a model off the shelf and plug it in and just kind of see what happens, it gives you a great place to start and tweak and refine until you build up skills to, um, you know, build something that's custom to your application,
0: yeah, I guess, and, and your business too, right? Yep not 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 just applications. So, I guess on the the thread of of tooling, when when you think about categories of tools, I always think about there's like the off the shelf, the go build your own, and then there's some of the just like the stuff that just comes by default. So like what how how do you think or what's what's the tooling across those categories you've seen or the things that that you like to use.
1: Yeah, so there's levels, but it it depends on how you're tooled as an organization. Are you an organization that is just rolling a bunch of off-the-shelf um, solutions? Whereas, you know, I'm using you know big MDM to manage my devices. It's a bunch of SAP or Oracle applications, and you know as an organization that's fine. Or am I building and I have control over my applications? So, you know that's one part of it. The other part of it um, is, you know, where do I start? Like, what comes on devices? I know with the Zebra devices that we've deployed in the past, you know, they've had RX logger, so that's already on the device. It's Zebra specific, and you know, it, it, you turn it on, and you're getting a lot of granular data off that device. Uh, if you walk it up or down a level, however you want to uh, uh, phrase that. You know, what's off the shelf that I can drop on a device and collect data? You know, back to Zebra, they have their visibility services. I know Honeywell and Samsung have their own um, products, but those are all device specific. Um, I think even Spectralink has something. Um, you have the OEMs, or not the OEMs, excuse me, that was the OEMs, but you have the MDMs or the management systems. So, you know, your Workspace Ones, your Sodis of the world. Uh, you know, 42 Gears, they're collecting data and providing you reports and analysis of what's going on. Um, you know, Splunk has mobile tools for collecting information off devices. B2M, LMS is still out there. And, um, you know, as you know, and I know, you know we have Blue Fledge support agent. You know, we're able to drop you know, that agent on the device and start collecting um, a broad array of data points as, as far as what's going on. And then, you know, probably one of the lowest levels is custom development. So if you actually have control over your applications, there are tools you can put directly into your applications and get really, really granular data. And So that's, you know, your, you know, your Azure um, Application Insights, you know, Flurry, you know, AWS has a product, uh, Crashlytics, um, and you can build your own framework if you want to. You know, we have our own SDK that we've been dropping in customers' um, app applications that we've helped um, build and deploy.
0: Yeah, so, Azure App Analytics. I think that uh, that's a mouthful. I like the what was it called before Hockey App?
1: Hockey App. Yep. Before they acquired that and they rolled it into their uh, product. Uh, I mean, you can even use Google Analytics if you really want to. Um yeah. There's a, a plethora of things you want to do, but you know, it all goes back to you know, control of the data that you have so that you could find and build those patterns so that you can understand what is going on out in the field. Yeah. When when you think about the the basic what to collect, I know you talked about
0: this a little earlier, but the the what are the things like if you said like here's like the essential like three things or five things, whatever it is, the what would those look like and and where would
1: you where would you tell people to start looking for things? Yep. So let just start with the device health, you know, as an organization, what do I consider a healthy device? You know, I remember a time where, um, you know, a, a SD card or you can have memory get corrupted and, you know, a device could get bricked. That doesn't happen much nowadays. You know, devices are built so much better. The technology is a bit better, but in the early two thousands, um, you know, that was important to, so just understanding, your your io was really important but device health um you know is it on you know am i having to recharge all the time uh what's going on with my battery the next thing would be network so do i have consistent network do i have um, bad network drops you know maybe run network um, speed tests periodically but just get a sense of what's going on because um you know a device is great, but a lot of these applications need to be connected. And so, uh, you know, although the device can be very powerful, an application can feel horrible if the network is misconfigured or if you have bad DNS. Yeah. And I, I know for me, like the,
0: the, when you start talking about those things, like for me, the one of the important things I always think about is baselining. So knowing what, what does good look like I, on that, that DNS net, we definitely had, uh, I've seen it multiple times, but definitely had a client. I think we went, you know, they, they were complaining that the apps were terrible and uh, we, we went and pulled data for the sites where the apps were terrible and they all had bad DNS configurations. You get to the internet. Yeah.
1: It was just little. <laughs> well, they,
0: they were, they were falling back slowly across like 10, 10 DNS records and they were all, they're all corrupt. Each one took like, you know, a couple seconds and it made the apps super clunky. And then we went and looked at it. I think they had, it was like 60 plus sites uh, across their, their facilities that had bad DNS and, it had been that way for over a year and a half and people just stopped complaining. They just assumed it was slow mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we <laughs> made that fix. Every single system and every single one of those facilities got substantially faster. And I just like, we, we found that and it just occurred to me how much money that company had lost over a year and a half of just having a bad, you know, one bad configuration across those yeah. sites. But yeah, the, for me, it's the, the, the baselining is, is really important to start. Like what does good look like? and then use that to find those other uh, things. I guess it goes back to your point around the uh, AIs. You, you have to train it. You have to say, here's what good looks like. Tell me when it's not good.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Tell me when it looks different.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I guess, you know, around like the thread of getting started, like how do how do people do this cost effectively? I know they have tools can be super expensive. You know, some of the MDM add-ons or some of the, the tools from the OEMs they, they charge a lot of money for, but how do you, how do people start on their devices just like building things out? Like where would you go
1: if you're going to do consulting or help, help people move something forward? Yeah, typically that starts with the conversation. Oftentimes organizations look at data, especially if things have been going relatively well, meaning even if they're not going well, if they feel like it's going well, nobody's going to want to invest in it. And so you need to find a problem that's painful for people that that you can rally around. And and from there, you you kind of want to have the Goldilocks, right? So, you know, start out with the baby bear, start off with something small that you could uh, pick off where, you know, the investment, if you invested that time, that money, um, the infrastructure costs, it's not going to be, um, it's, it's going to be okay if it's throwaway. So, you know, back to, you know, data to collect, you know, it could be something around device health, it could be around network, Um, It might even be around device usage. You might realize that, you know, when you invest, you know, tens of millions of dollars into these device refreshes, you know, maybe let's collect data on how many devices are we actually using to justify whether we need fewer devices or we need even more devices um, because devices are used too much and we replace them too often um, or even application usage. Uh, You know, there was a time with us, you know, working at a big retailer here in Atlanta where we wanted to understand, you know, who's using what apps because we're just going to retire some applications. If we find out that a significant number of people are not using, you know, this functionality, you know, what's the purpose of supporting it? So, you know, start with a problem that's painful for a collective people that you could rally around, but small enough to where you know, if you threw away that effort, um, it wouldn't be a total time suck.
0: Yeah, like that uh that I do remember the uh apps we weren't using. There was like four four users across a hundred thousand plus people that were using. So it's like the the Netflix problem, you know, who, who, who is the actual uh, user of certain things? We're still ordering
1: BBDs. Sun numeroku. Um I
0: along the lines of like tooling for consuming data, like how do you See people actually taking data out is like you know Google Data Studio, Splunk, Excel. Like, what is mm-hmm. you know or Power BI? What are the things that you, as you're coaching people to move fast, that, that to be able to actually start making some some sense out of the data?
1: Like, ideally, you want to put it in um, a solution that is suited for collecting data. Um, so I know we use BigQuery quite a bit. Uh, a lot of our clients use it. So that's a Google product. Um, if you're in the Microsoft camp. Um, using Power BI, uh, their application. Uh, Insights has a big bucket where you can um, uh, just drop data. Uh, if you just have a simple database, just collect some records and export that to Excel and just run reports on, on that manually. That's a, it's a great place to start to understand where you need to invest time to add on complexity.
0: Excel, I like that. Now you're talking about language. Get it in pivot table.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you can get in a pivot table, then you know, you can build AI, you can build a whole Johnny Five or you know around solving that problem, but you gotta start somewhere simple first. Um, and and, and that's only if you don't already have, you know, a, a data team that is used to doing this and they have patterns and they have tools that they're that they're using. But you know, for an organization that is, you know running from fire to fire to fire, you know, trying to figure out how to solve these problems, you know, how can you start to gather data so that you can identify those fires before they happen and, um, you know, make sure they don't turn into full fledged force fires.
0: And I think along, along the lines of the teams, one of the things I always counsel people on is, is the tool you're using easy enough to hand off to your operations guys where they don't need an IT guy or a, data scientists, <laughs> use the air quotes uh, for those who are listening, uh, the data scientist that's going to uh, go go take four days to figure out and solve the data or figure out what's in the data. I want to be able to give tools that I can hand off to somebody who's in operations who actually understands the business and have that guy be able to run queries or or you know, run pivots or do data discovery and actually figure things out on their own. Um, so I know I, I personally like Splunk. Uh, Power BI has got some good tools around that where you, you, you don't have to be Uh, You don't have to spend six months in a a, a data course to go figure out those tools. Yeah. Um, So I guess along the lines of, um, you know, back back to the AI piece, like when you think about the future of data and data collection, so you you mentioned that devices are getting more powerful, you know, the, the databases are bigger, the network pipes are bigger. Like what does, um, you know, does everything become an IoT play in the future, where you're just taking IoT data off these devices, and then it's becoming a you know feed some some master IoT system? Or is, is, is IoT actually going to be related to data analytics in the future?
1: Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it IoT, but I understand what you're where you're going. I think what's going to happen is what's happened when you think about how mobile apps. Um, have evolved, meaning that, you know, to develop a mobile app, it had to be clean sheet and you had to create your own buttons. But now you have these UI toolkits or you have the flutters of the world where a lot of that UI is set and a lot of these patterns, you know, we've had years of discussions to figure out, you know, do people like swiping on this type of um, UI interaction or, you know, do they want to do something different? And so I think data... And AI is going to be very similar where, um, you know, these models that will be publicly available, uh, they can just be drop in. So, you know, it could be, you know, the model that Amazon uses for finding, you know, bad boxes or bad products. Right. So it, it may be available in AWS and that may be compelling for an organization to you know, leverage AWS, because now I have access to these models that for years, you know, data scientists have worked on and they've been applicable out in the field and I can just plug them in. So I think the same way um, UI tools have evolved and making websites and applications easier, um, almost plug and play, you'll see the same thing with the data where I I can um, have a data set and, you know, have a model... And all I'm doing is there to tweak it, to make sure it's headed in the right direction or to tell it what good looks like. So it can tell me um, when I have an anomaly.
0: Cool. Um, all right. So just to do a quick summary of your, your last point on how to get started. So the, the main things you had were find a, find an actual problem to go solve. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I think the reason <laughs> p- painful problem, or it's mildly painful, just, just something where you actually start proving the value. So find that, um, you know, do something small. So I think you call it the the baby bear, mom bear, pop bear. Go 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 for the baby bear first. Find the the small problem to go solve. Prove value. Um, don't go start investing in big tools until you actually um, know how to collect things. And then once you're at that point, collect everything, and then start figuring out the models you want to actually support and run your business. And then I think the other point along there we we talked about was make sure make sure you baseline and know what 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 does good actually look like,
1: right. So, very similar to the you know proof of concept playbook right start small you know get a win learn build momentum and then continue to scale uh, so it's very applicable uh, to this
0: cool.
1: awesome um well thank you for
0: joining us today and hopefully uh, folks folks got a little bit out of this and uh, appreciate it and we'll talk to you soon mikey All right, thanks thank you for listening to the enterprise mobility roundup podcast If you enjoyed the discussion, please take a few moments to rate us. If you would like to listen to future episodes, please subscribe. To learn more about mobility topics or submit any questions, visit us at bluefletch.com.